Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Soul Mountain 64. This is the Fireside Gaming Podcast. It is currently uh, October 25th, 2019. There's been a lot going on from Modern Warfare coming out just last night playing that. Fortnite Chapter 2, uh, a Halloween event from Apex Legends. Uh, there's been a massive amount going on, so uh, welcome. We do these every other week. It's what it's kind of turned into now, or you just kind of chat, hang out, hear about what's been going on in gaming, a little bit of streaming every once in a while, you know, just uh, more from my perspective out here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Welcome. We are doing these live out to everybody now. We do keep it in supporter-only chat during them. These initially started as something for the supporters, and uh, you know it's been good. Uh, it's been good doing it out for everybody. I feel like that's been cool. We do put them out on um, Spotify as well as uh, iTunes, as well as everywhere else that podcasts are found. You can find a link in the description to that as well if you want to check it out. But as always, <laughs> two weeks goes by, and there's so, uh, so, so, so much stuff. What's cool, though, more on a personal side of what's been going on, I know I've been talking about Pipeline a lot. If you guys haven't heard about it, it's something that is now back. Uh, we ended up creating this for streamers. It's a community that's it's designed to help streamers turn their passion to career. People that are taking it a little bit more seriously, you know, content creation and uh, entertaining and it's been a lot of fun to work on. It's something we started earlier on this year, and you kind of guys have kind of seen it uh, coming together a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's been really exciting working on it. Uh, you know, it, it covers everything from getting started to how to get from point A to point B in terms of how I got there, in terms of how other streamers got there, and that's what that's what the mission of it all is. It's community collaborate work work with one another it's a, a knowledge resource we have a giant playbook of information covering from how to get started things that i'm working on every day that's what i work on every morning is my content my channel fortunately i'm working on all this stuff full time which has been uh super awesome and uh, you know that's what i'm dedicated a hundred percent to um but yeah that's that's super cool it's back we do them in kind of like enrollment periods which is why uh, these times are also a little bit crazier for me and I can't quite stream as much, which was why I was super, super happy that we got to do the, uh, huge stream last night. I did the late night stream. Actually, some of the questions that, uh, some people were asking was, uh, will I be doing more night streams? Because I did one last week as well for, uh, the launch of, uh, uh, or I guess not the launch, but the, uh, Ragnaros and we ended up we didn't do it, but we did uh the World of Warcraft raid. We didn't quite down it, unfortunately, man. And I'm hoping I'm hoping we get to do it. Maybe next week we can go again. I actually haven't logged on to check if my if the guild that I was in actually ended up downing it or not uh yesterday because it was either that or we played modern warfare and I just I just had to play modern warfare for the content, for you guys, for everything. We had to do it, and I was just super hyped to play it as well. Uh, but that was literally the most common question. If you guys don't know as well, I also put out a um, post to my supporters prior to the, I do it every Friday morning before the podcast. You guys ask some questions. A lot of the questions I'm going to talk about in this, and I'll try and bring some of them up 
and hit them here. But uh, there are a couple still at the end that I'll get to. Plus, if I see any in chat, I got chat up over here. It's over here as well behind me, but I do have the chat up in front of me here too. Uh, and yeah. Anyways, thoughts on Modern Warfare. Obviously, the biggest question. How could it be bigger? Literally came out. Actually, technically came out today, but it was like midnight last night, so we played a little bit of it yesterday. And uh, I can't give you like a solid answer on this. I, I've kind of... I've kind of been wanting to stray away from really giving like a review of a game per se. And I've talked about this a little bit in the past because it's like, first of all, it's the first day that it's out. And also I feel like I'm so biased in the way that it's just like, these are the games that I like. And I'm realizing this more and more with everything, you know, it's just like some people like Minecraft. If I did a review of Minecraft, it probably wouldn't be as good as some, you know, like the millions of people that play it and enjoy it. Um, so I just try and tell you guys from my perspective where I'm at with things, what I like or don't like about it. Uh, but what I can't, I, I mean, I, and I can't really say that much because it's literally the first, like I played it for like three hours last night. But I could tell you my first impressions off of it. And uh, to me, it's a very, very, very solid game. It is a triple A game. Those are the games that I personally prefer. Those are the games that I played almost my and that being like very high production, high quality games, not just a small studio indie type game that's creating this. Um, but this is a full on full blown game. I haven't gotten to the campaign yet, but there's a campaign and we'll talk more about this actually in the next podcast too, because I'll probably have some more time in it and I could actually actually speak to more of it. Um, there was a ton of issues with it yesterday off of the launch. So first that's kind of a rough first impression, but that's what happened. It didn't really work very well. My friends weren't able to get in. Half of the chat was saying that they couldn't get into the game. It wasn't working. Hopefully, it's all resolved today. I saw a lot of people playing it, so I think that Modern Warfare is doing better. I assume so. I mean, chat, have you guys been able to get tons of issues? AJ saying, I mean, it was a lot last night. Let me know if you guys have been experiencing it better today yet, but it was it was pretty terrible. And I was able to get in. I was fortunate enough to get right on in. Uh, I just, all I did was bought the game. I pre-ordered it. And then a few minutes before the game launched, I booted it up. I was streaming and we just got right in. I don't know. I seem to have gotten really lucky on it. Um, but it still was running like complete doo-doo for me. Uh, I don't know why exactly. I turned all my settings down. I, I use a, um, I feel like, I don't know, dude. I feel like I have so many issues all the time with everything. But I play on PC for those guys. I don't know. And uh, I, have a Titan graphics card. It's the GTX, not the RTX, the more recent one. But it's pretty good. I play in 1440p. I was getting about 100. And really, the bigger problem was that it kept dipping my frame rate really low. At the beginning, it was really bad, but I turned all my settings down. I turned ray tracing off, which I don't even think my graphics card does ray tracing, which is why it was weird that it was on by default. But um, after that, it was working relatively well. The biggest problem that I was having with it was just dips from like you know, 120, 150 FPS down to 80 or whatever, which you might be saying, I, don't, I only get 60 FPS on console. How are you complaining about that? But it's weird because it's jarring going from something that's really high and super smooth to something that's not as much. And it'll skip some frames with when you're moving the mouse or you push a key and like, it's just not super smooth. And so that'll throw you off. You know what I mean? So it's better to just, even if it was lower and consistent, that'd be great. I'm sure it'll get better with updates and I probably need to tweak my own stuff. So I'm hoping I'll find out today if it's, you know, if I can play better towards the end, it was doing fine, 
but the overall game itself, it seems like there's a, a massive amount to do. There's tons of unlocks to get the gun system. Like they have this gunsmith system where you can customize the gun. I really like the way that they've redone it all uh, off the first impression. The camos, of course. Like here's the thing: it is Call of Duty. People are saying it's different or whatever. It is Call of Duty. Today is good. My chat saying, by the way, working out good. Just got done. It's good. Skips mid game a bit. It's different. Yeah. So it's probably doing better today in terms of people actually being able to get online. But the saying is, uh, I mean, it's Call of Duty. It's it's a respawn shooter. There's no battle royale in this game as well, which we'll talk about. Um, it's a slightly different feel. Obviously, it's boots on the ground. It's modern combat. I think that's a great direction. I think there's a lot of things that people have missed about Call of Duty, uh, myself included. Like They went towards the futuristic double jumps, wall running, all of this stuff, which was cool, and that was fresh for a while. And then after a month or two of that, I got bored with that, and I didn't really want to play the future ones that had come out after it, which is why they're, you know, they're very much talking about boots on the ground and all that stuff. And I think personally, it's going to be the same thing of, you know, a month or two of insanely great game. Like, I really enjoy Call of Duty. I, I played Black Ops 1. That was when my content had first started. And I I don't even know how many hours I have in that game. But I got max prestige. I got everything unlocked. Like, I was... And then I played it even double the amount after that as well. I probably could have got another account to max prestige after. Um, I have a lot of time. I have a lot of fun in that. But nowadays, I've kind of been looking for something else. That's why I've been enjoying Battle Royale so much over the last few years. Rainbow Six Siege was really big for me. I really enjoyed that for a long time. I haven't played it as much recently. And if anything, I'm maybe after this is out for uh, a month or two, I might go back and play that. I know Tarkov also is a different style of game. That's really interested me as a lot right now as well. Um, mostly just because... Everybody else is telling me that I should check this out. And I played it in the past and it was good and there was a lot to get into, but I didn't really have the time to get into it then. So that's something I don't really know if I'm going to do it, but I'm thinking about it. I'm also thinking about maybe getting back into Destiny 2 a little bit. We talked about that in the past. Um, but this game doesn't have a battle royale. So I don't know for me, like, is this going to be like, like I'm saying, I really enjoy Call of Duty. So I'm going to play this game. At least for a bit, at least for uh, another week or two, we'll see. We'll see how the content goes because obviously I got to factor in the content as well for you guys in terms of keeping it fresh, keeping it entertaining. Um, uh, but I, I just love like the the pressure of a battle royale, the the lead up, the survivability. That's just I, I've just really enjoyed that lately. So. We'll see, but the biggest thing that this game has, and this was a bunch of questions about this as well, that other games don't have right now is, first of all, they have cross-play, and they also have a custom game system. Now, I don't know what the extent of the custom games is going to be yet. This first weekend, we're not going to be able to really test it out and get a full effect for what the custom games have. I'm guessing next weekend we'll get into it, but... They have a 32 versus 32 mode. So could we do a cross-platform 32 versus 32 community games, supporter games? That would be that's been a dream I've been talking about for years of like uh, of capability. Maybe that's something that we can do here. I, I don't completely know yet. We're gonna have to figure that out. But even even the chat's talking about it. Ex exactly. That's what I'm so 
that's what I'm thinking about getting into, and that's where maybe that's sick. But it's also like it's not a free game like Fortnite or Apex. So, you know, we'll see We'll see how it goes with it. Uh, Jonathan D. also had asked in the question, um, has playing Battle Royales changed my style in respawn shooters at all? And I thought this was a... I thought this was interesting because 100% it has changed the way that I played. Like, I would play respawn shooters, you know, you just run, it's, you just run in, you die, you respawn, doesn't matter. You want to get a kill streak, you kind of get your style to stay alive for that. And actually, I think a lot of ways too, like it, even when I was playing last night, it's like I'm one off, two off my kill streak. That's what it's like, like end game, top two situation, top three situation for Apex or for PUBG but I say not quite as much like it because you just die and then you could retry right away. It's not, it's not as much buildup to it. So it didn't feel as much pressure. Um, but what I can say overall, and this is, this is my greater point is that like, for me, the more games that I've played over the years, the better player I have become at every other game as well. Like going back to call of duty now, I think it's I think it's just broadened me. Like I've got a skill set from playing battle royales now that I never had before. It's just like everything else. Like I'm building up skill sets in all of these different games that apply to other games. That's why like I can go into a Call of Duty and the first day get a kill streak that had I gone into Call of Duty the first time when I did go into Call of Duty the first time all those years ago, there's no way I was getting the max kill streak in the first uh in the first day. So to me, it all just compounds off of each other. And especially in shooter games, that's the same reason why I keep my aim consistent across all the games that I play is just so that way I always have like a foundation. And then some games, I do let it tweak a little higher sensitivity or a little lower depending on you know a game like Call of Duty. Maybe it is better to keep a higher sensitivity because I'm not doing as much sniping and long-range shooting to where I'm more doing closer-range flicks and I need to have the higher sensitivity to get those to get a 180 whatever it might be. Um, so that's been huge. The other really big thing has been the Apex Halloween event, which came out. We actually also uh, got to play with uh, TS, the TSM boys, uh, Crafty and Vis, as well as uh, Tanner Slays. We got a couple games with him at the end of the stream last week. So sick that we were able to do that. I, I am so, so happy that we got to do that uh, because I'd met this before I'd met crafty before I wanted to get some games in with them and I'd love to play some more with them. The, the guys are great. It was an extra bonus. I got to play with Tanner. I've seen all of their stuff on like, uh, you know, I, I follow them all on um, Instagram. And so I love seeing all their clips and everything. I, I just like seeing all the clips in general, obviously, you know, my top play series and all, I'd love to do more top plays on apex and some of these other games, but we don't get quite enough submissions and it's a lot to manage all of that right now. So we kind of keep it at a one clip a week show or a one show a week clip show. But it's been, uh, it's been really, I loved, I just love to watch them and see what they're doing. And so, dude, the, the content was crazy. Crafty hit an insane 360 no scope shot for one of the final ones to clutch. It was crazy, dude. It was crazy. So it was a bunch of fun playing with those guys. And, uh, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about it, but we were talking about in that a little bit, the uh, new Halloween event mode and some of the stuff that I've been talking about this over the past few weeks, but you know, to me, I think the mode is amazing. I like that type of content. 
again, this kind of goes back to just my personal preference on things, but if we could just do custom games and like crazy ass stuff like that, I am down. What would be cooler is if everybody was really like hyped and trying on it and not just backing out of the game. That's one of the bigger issues. And the first few games were great on the Halloween, especially the first day. But as people played it, they got unlocked a challenge, which I'm currently still working on this challenge of trying to escape in the ship. So once you die, you can no longer escape in the ship and it just incentivizes you to back out. Crafty was also saying like, you know, it's just kind of boring to play as the shadow as well. Once you've done it a few times, totally understandable as well. So it would be really, I'm glad that they're taking the risk and going in that direction of a mode, because to me, that's a lot more fun than them just introducing duos. Again, this is a personal preference thing, but to me also, it would be a lot cooler if they just went in the direction of letting us do custom games on it and like get creative and do whatever we wanted to on it. Similar to what PUBG has, but even more like we we expended we've done everything on PUBG over the last year or two we've come up with like superhero modes uh, demolition derbies races death races like we've done zombies we did zombies before that wasn't even a mode they introduced into it I love that type of stuff and the more we can do that that's why I'm kind of hopeful for Call of Duty because Call of Duty had that's where a lot of my custom games actually I think a lot of my custom game love for it, I guess, kind of started with Halo more so, but I did do a lot of stuff in Call of Duty as well, like knife-only domination or no-weapon domination, which is, something got pretty bad, but uh, I like that direction, so I hope that they keep implementing more limited-time modes, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Can never win as a shadow? Well, yeah, the problem with that now is people just leave, so you don't have enough shadows to really win as a shadow, at least the last time that I had experienced it on the PC. And I still don't even have all my wins escaping the ship. I don't even, I'm not sure if I'm going to complete it at this point now that modern warfare is out and uh, I'm going to be playing some other stuff, but we'll see. I I might go back to it in time. I don't know how long we have for it, but either way, that's just for the badge. We've got all the skins and everything unlocked. We did the challenge for the octane and all that stuff. Um, but I, I thought there was another interesting question from Dylan M. He asked, what does Apex need to do to stay popular and grow? And on a question, do you think, is it too late for them now? Like, the game's been out since February. Did they already, like, do, or do they keep growing? I don't know. I was thinking about, like, what is it that they do? They already created a new map, which is super hype. But if they created another new map... Is that as hype? Is that like going to draw a bunch of people back and continue to grow it? I think they're going down the direction of what Fortnite is doing, of what PUBG is doing, and they're going for like the competitive route. They're holding some competitions. They're doing, um, you know, a lot of these big events. Uh, they've done a couple. I, I haven't. I haven't really seen them, um, but you know, they're into the esports and everything. The same thing that PUBG did. I wasn't really a fan of that. I was hoping that PUBG would go the other route. To me, that's the side that has a bunch more growth on it is they go for the option of making it more... I don't know what the term for it would be, but like just making it more open. Like Look at Grand Theft Auto. They opened that game up and allowed modding in the game and just let everybody do whatever the hell they wanted to with the game. They created the foundation for it. It's And so many games have done that as well. Even like look at Minecraft. They open that game up. You can create your own servers on it. You can do all this custom stuff and just use that framework, those tools that they created, and then do whatever. Even Fortnite with their creative mode. 
Here's all the tools. You get to go get creative, create whatever maps, whatever modes you want. To me, if they really want to become one of the biggest games and continue to grow and become the most popular game, you got to go that route, not the esports competitive route. Um, like, you know, that, and that's what I think PUBG failed at quite a bit. And I, I still think PUBG has a ton of room to just own it, but especially because so many people have the game, so many people know the game at this point. Um, and their initial idea with PUBG, if you never have heard this, is when they were coming out, they said six months after launch, you, you're going to be able to mod the game. You can do whatever you want with it. You can create, you know, if you want to go out and create a race courses on it and stuff or whatever, you could do that. You can create a survival map because you're going to be able to mod it. But they decided to go the other route because for the sake of competition, they can't give out all the code and then people can cheat and do more cheats in the game, which obviously that's a problem too. That's a problem even without giving out, I think. It's, I mean, everybody cheats, it seems like. Um, you go into a game, like, ugh, one out of ten games, you seem to run into a cheater. Again, at least on PC. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be the biggest leverage, but I don't know if they're ever going to do that. Because uh, the other thing I'm thinking is, like, okay, crossplay. They could add crossplay, but Call of Duty has crossplay. If people want to go play with their friends, they could just go play that. Of course, it's not going to be free, but... Yeah, I, I don't know if that would be as huge if they did that. But I don't know. I think the game is personally in a great place. I think the community that they already have is awesome. I think it, I don't know if it's still growing and we can't really tell. Like you can look at numbers of YouTube or streaming and whatever, but that's not the indicator of how many people are playing the game. And we don't have that type of data. That's what they have because it's, you know, closed thing. It's not like it's on Steam. So you can't really see how many people are actually playing or if it's growing, but I think the game's doing pretty healthy and maybe this takes away some of it, but Call of Duty also doesn't have a battle royale, so maybe it doesn't take away from it. And maybe it doesn't need to become the, you know, Grand Theft Auto or the biggest game in the the whole world. I don't know. Um, Tony H, as well as a bunch of people, also asks about uh, Shroud's move to Mixer. I talked a little bit about this in the streams yesterday. It literally was announced just before it came out, uh, or just before my stream started. I think, yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was just about before my stream started, maybe an hour or so earlier. Crazy, crazy news! If you guys don't know, he's a huge streamer over on Twitch. He moved over to Mixer, other streaming platforms. Um, and it's huge, man. I think it's a really big move for Mixer. Obviously, they're investing millions into all of this. They got Ninja, and now they got Shroud, two of the biggest streamers on their entire platform. I think Ninja had like over a million subs at one time. I think Shroud hit 100,000 subscribers on his thing, which is like supporters on here. Uh, it's pretty insane, man. It's pretty insane. But... Um, I think it's big for I think it's big for Mixer. Mixer streamers just adds more validity to that there's more than one streaming platform in the world, you know? It's kind of the thing too like if you think of the streaming convention that happens every year it's called TwitchCon. Is that going to still be called TwitchCon if these other platform like if Mixer acquire if Mixer acquires 10 other of the top Twitch streamers and then that becomes like are they going to create MixerCon or is it just going to be change the name to just a streaming convention i don't know um or streamer con because they have like VidCon, but i that's i don't know anyways I, really interesting ideas but i also think it's still big for i mean it kind of sucks for twitch overall i think um but 
it's also great for everybody else on Twitch because now there's, you know, all these people that were subscribed to him. I, I got a, I was, I'm subscribed to uh, shroud and I got an email from Twitch that said, uh, you now get a free month to some other channel. You got to go find another new channel on Twitch and you can subscribe to them for free for one month. Pretty cool, right? Some people should title their stream. Hey, Shroud Refuge supporters or <laughs> subscribers come over to my stream. Uh, they're probably up. I haven't even checked, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, it's kind of good for uh, the rest of the Twitch streamers out there too. So, you know, I think it's just huge opportunities. Anything, any mix-ups and stuff that happen like that, I think are always big. I think it also adds a lot of, uh, you know, just more validity. To, and I think it kind of in an off way is cool for Facebook as well, although I would have loved for him or some other guys to come over to Facebook as well. Although we have seen some more streamers starting to come over to Facebook too, like Soltech, who we play with a lot. Uh, he was on uh, Twitch before. And we've seen we've seen others come over as well, but... Just a recent one. Anyways, I think it just kind of opens up the world of streaming more because it was just like, you know, people used to say, or companies used to say, no, we only want YouTube views for a sponsorship or whatever. And then they said, oh, well, you know, we don't, we don't really care about Twitch or live streams. What do you, and then it shifted and now they're like, oh yeah, we like live streams. Let's do that. And then, but they're like, well, we kind of want, views the company wants to give views on uh twitch youtube but they're not looking at the bigger picture of what's actually happening and now more companies are they'll sponsor people on facebook or mixer and i think it's gonna i think it's just gonna continue to make everything more valid and that's just like this is just another form of entertainment that's awesome um so that's what i'm that's what i'm kind of hoping the direction that it goes and uh yeah you know i'm, I'm overall very happy for them and uh, I think it's a, I think it's a good move personally, and it seems like that's what the reception has been from everybody, um, you know, which is good to see. I think the question now is like, who's next? It's not, clearly it's not just Ninja that they picked up; um, that they're moving over there. Who's next uh, to leave the platform? And then the, uh, the bigger thing too, as I think, and that's what I I think there a lot of people are waiting to see is. What's the fallout of this? You know, if if Ninja moves over, Shroud moves over, these guys literally got free sub free subscribers for everybody. Like you create an account and you just become a subs paying subscriber for free. Like you know, like a supporter on Facebook for us is five bucks uh, a month. It's the same thing on um, these other platforms, and you get that for free. You don't even need to put any credit card information, nothing in. You just click, boom. I assume they get the cut of whatever that is. So they want as many as possible. So, hey, shout out to um, Shroud doing some promoting for him. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I assume. I don't know. But anyways, the uh, and go support him. But how many people actually stay after that and decide to stay after it? He was at, you know, 30,000 over here or whatever it was. How many people decide to stay one month after but the thing is, is like, you're not going to be able to really tell. And it's also, I feel super dependent on the actual community of whoever it is. Like it's, it's a more individual thing than just like, you know, maybe people will follow Shroud and continue to keep supporting him. Maybe they don't do it for Ninja. Who knows what it's going to be. Um, but you gotta, well, I gotta at least see what happens, I guess. It was a similar thing when I, uh, you know, left 
uh, Twitch and decided to use Patreon. And then I was using Patreon and I decided to stop using that and start using uh, Facebook supporter system. That was a huge shift. You know, trying to get people to switch over and, and become a supporter on something else or, you know, to take a leap like that, there's a challenge to it. You got to convince people or just, you know, some people just don't want to do it. Totally understandable. I don't know if I'm going to go out and use the free sub that, like, Twitch gave me. I probably will, but eh, maybe I don't get to it as well. So it's like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting to see. Uh, there is one other thing that have one other game that I was playing. Oh yeah, we played uh, Fortnite as well, which I just uploaded. I think I just uploaded the video for that. Uh, we got that up, and I know Fortnite's so so polarizing, man. It's fun. It's fun, but uh, I. Uh, I I enjoyed it, man. I had fun when I played it, but. I just, uh, I don't know. I didn't go back and play it again. It was fun when we played it. Like, it's fun to, like, experience the new season, go check it out. Like, I think we'll probably continue to do that. But are we going to keep playing it? I don't know. Like, right now, there's so many other great things out and coming that it's like, I want, like, Modern Warfare. I want to play this. I want to play through the, all the campaign for it. Still want to do more Apex, get that to Predator. Like, there's still a ton of other things that I want to do over it right now. So I just haven't really gone back to it. And I feel like I I experienced um, what I wanted to experience with it. Even like I want to still down. I still haven't down Ragnaros and WoW yet. So I got to I gotta like, I don't know what I need to do, man. I, I'm playing on the server Feralina. And I've, I found a guild that I joined. And we did, a, we did a raid or two. And it was pretty good. I've been in it for like a week or two now. But... You know, I, I don't know what I what I'm gonna we couldn't down rag though, so I don't know, man. I don't know. So I'm hoping we can try and try and do that uh in the next week or two. And I do want to stream that because I never did I never was able to even in classic in vanilla World of Warcraft, I never did did that. I did every other boss except for him. Ragnos, which is the final boss in Molten Core, which is like the big one. Um so yeah. Uh some questions, though. I had a couple that I pulled here. Uh, I'm going to read these ones. And then I also did have some. If you guys had any other ones in chat, we might be able to hit at the end here as well. Uh, I don't want to go too, too long because I kind of want to go play some Modern Warfare and continue to play it. But Barry K asks, your gameplay has improved to a new level. Uh, he was talking about like, it was kind of a longer question. Anyways, he's saying like, my skills getting better in games. Why do I think that is? I think really it's a huge combination of things. Like I was talking about earlier, I think it's like a, a compounding effect of all of the games that I've been playing for so long are kind of stacking up. Also, I've been playing way more consistently. Like when I used to play, I really didn't play all that much. Like I'd have a lot of videos and streams and stuff, but I really wasn't playing all that much. Um, it was a lot of me editing, like a lot of my time of me just playing the game. Like I was pretty decent at games before, especially on console, but a lot of my time shifted from me just playing games to editing content, to learning about content, to a whole bunch of other things that I wasn't really playing all that much. And then I was, you know, doing like even just like the text edits that I would do on my YOLO videos or my, and we are live videos and all that stuff it took a lot of time. So I really, I mean, I was, I was okay 
and I was pretty good from like a lot of my skill set in the past. But lately, I've been streaming way more. I've been kind of shifting, and just like part of my own challenge to myself this year has been, and it's kind of been developing over time. But I'm trying to become a better player, especially as I've been playing with these better players like this, like of course Acculate and the guys I usually play with. I want to get better too. And so I've been putting more effort towards that, but I think it's a huge combination of a lot of things. Even just like, even just, I, f I don't know completely, but I feel like part of it is even just me and my general health of me going to the gym three times a week and training, eating cleaner, at least for the most part, you know, um, uh, still work in progress on certain aspects of my life. Uh, but that's been great. Like, I feel like that's, that's made me better. Although I realized the other day, I don't know, I don't know if this even is a big thing or not, but I, I haven't been taking vitamins. I just was talking about this uh, yesterday, and I was like, you know, I haven't taken any vitamins for a long time, and I used to. And so I, I got to figure that out and see if I <laughs> totally, I literally just totally forgot. I don't know how helpful they are or aren't, but I'm going to try taking those again. We'll see how that helps. But uh, yes, I have been practicing my aim. It was something I was doing a lot more in the earlier half of the year. I don't really practice my aim all that much anymore, but I feel like I'm still getting better. The thing that I do do is a lot of times, not every day, but a lot of times, especially at the beginning of the week, I'll try and at least warm up my aim and, you know, uh, hit my shot. Yeah, it's because I moved. I'm not living in my mom's old basement anymore. I'm living in her new basement. Exactly, Chad. Exactly. Uh, but I do practice my aim a little and, and I mostly warm up my aim. So like I'll go into aim trainer, just practice going nice and steady, hit the shots, bam, bam, bam. But it's also more than just aim. It's also decision-making. That's where I think some of my past skills have helped. I'm definitely still not the best. Um, but I feel like I, I would agree with you. Like, I feel like I'm definitely better than where I was last year. I'm getting like my plays have been pretty good. And especially like you go back to my first PUBG gameplays. I couldn't, I was uploading gameplays that weren't even wins in PUBG because I couldn't get a win. So, uh, it was really big when I did get one and then I would still upload gameplays that weren't wins because it was still part of the journey of me getting wins, becoming better. And, um, you know, that's just kind of part of everything. I think another thing that really helped me more recently that also was a combination effect was I decreased my sensitivity of my mouse so I was playing at 500 DPI, and we'll just use Apex as the game of reference. I was using a two sensitivity there. I don't know what the distance, this is probably like 16 inches maybe here, but this is a full 360 for me. So I start my mouse right up against my keyboard. I put my keyboard on the edge of my left mouse pad, then I put my mouse here, and then I do a full 360 here. I think if I remember correctly, uh, I learned that from X Factor. He basically figured out what his 360 radius was and marked his things down. I saw... I'm because I saw him putting his sensitivity settings in at an event that we were at together. And um, yeah, it was really like, so I kind of started implementing that. And anyways, uh, that's kind of like my base sensitivity, whatever this distance is. And yeah, but I, I was at 50 or 500 DPI, but I decreased it to 400 just so it decreased all my sensitivities at the same time and I didn't need to figure everything out. It was kind of just a lazy thing. But also, Acculite told me, why are you playing at 500 DPI? That's such a random number. It's usually 400 or 800 or whatever, like that. I don't know why, but that's I think that's just because well, that's what default mouse settings are. Default mouse is 400 or 800. For whatever reason, I slid my ticker over to 500. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but I just decided I'm going to decrease my sensitivity. 
I don't know exactly how much of a reduction that is. Maybe a 20% reduction. I don't know. I'm playing on a pretty low sensitivity right now. But I also, like, in general, and some people have pointed this out sometimes, I kind of have shaky hands. Like, if I try and keep my hands still, like, it still shakes just a little bit. And not always. Like, I'm holding it still fine now. But sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and so, yeah, that's just... And sometimes, especially, like, if I get high adrenaline, then I get more shaky. And I get high adrenaline pretty pretty easily it seems at least so uh yeah like in in really intense situations it's better for me to just have a lower sensitivity on it especially because i'm i've been so used to having aim assist on games but anyways i can talk about freaking aim forever and i don't want to run this too too long just on about aim but uh hopefully that was a at least answer your question a little barry greg s asks what game do you see topping apex I think there's a lot of games that can do this. I don't know what's coming really next year per se that I think is going to that's going to do it. But uh I think even right now I think Call of Duty might take a chunk out of it. I I don't really I don't really know how that's going to go. Um but maybe not. Maybe not. So I'm kind I, I don't really know, man. I don't really know in terms of battle royales. I don't think there's any other battle royales on the horizon that are going to, I don't even know what other battle royales are on the horizon right now. Cause call of duty didn't come out with one cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk. I, I do think that has a lot of hype, but it's also not about like, it's not really a direct competitor for this. I think a lot of, it's the same thing of call of duty, right? Like you're going to have a lot of people that are like myself, at least I'm going to be interested in it, but I'm still going to come back to Apex because it's a different game. So, I don't know. I'm just reading chat here to see if they say anything, any other names. But, like, we were going to get that 1,000-player Battle Royale. That didn't really... Uh, that didn't really come together. That kind of just disappeared completely. That could be... That actually could be a devastator if something like that ever did actually happen. That's the thing. Like, even when I first heard about it, you guys heard me saying, like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. But never just disappeared. Poof. Poof. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe next year they come out with a new Call of Duty that comes with a Battle Royale. End of Battle Royales. Could be. Could be that Fortnite's just so strong that companies are like, F it, dude. I'm not even going for it. Waste of money. Waste of time. They don't want to invest into it. Especially, like, you know... Uh, then Apex comes out, it's free, and then what they add money is like the care packages which or the crates, which I agree aren't really the best way to do it. I'd rather just directly buy it, but no matter what they implement to make money off of it, everybody just freaks out, hates the company, rips it apart. So maybe companies are just like, F it, we're not even, even going to go for Battle Royale. Which I think is sad. Like I'd love to see some more Battle Royales coming out. I kind of wish still, like I've been talking about... I. Even though Apex is out, I would love to see like a uh, Overwatch type battle royale with those characters. I always loved Overwatch, but I I tried to make content on it, never really worked out for my audience for for my content and everything, but uh I thought that would have been sick. So, I, I don't know. Personally, I feel like there's still so much interest, so much hype. Like I think PUBG could come back and and really redo everything, figure their figure their stuff out and get it all working like they could do it. But 
I don't know if they really will. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Ring? What, Ring of Elysium? Eh. I don't think so. <sighs> yeah, we'll see though, man. I don't know. I I like I like Battle Royales a lot, so I'd love to see some more stuff personally, man. I really would. Just keep it all fresh. Keep it coming. I like them. Um, Shane D asks, hitting COD hard for the streams? Question mark. Maybe at least for this next week, we probably will play some more of it. If it keeps ripping it and doing really well, hell yeah, we'll keep up with it. Um, I'm really enjoying the game, but I also really enjoy Apex of Battle Royales. To me, the Battle Royales are the greatest for streaming. I love them personally. I love watching them. I love streaming them. I think they're some of the greatest. So uh, I think we'll probably find our way back to one in some way, uh, at least a few times a week. But there might be some type of mix there, for sure. We'll see. Uh, and also, we'll see how the community games go. If we try and custom games work and they're sick, then that might be really cool. Plaza, also, I don't I don't remember. If I didn't put your last name, or maybe that was your last name. Either way, dude. Dude was asking. He had a nice chunk of change to build a rig, computer rig. What should he get? What would I get was his question. But I would say I have very different needs than what most people do. I need a very good processor and a lot of RAM. Eh, not a lot of RAM, but probably more than the average user. So I can edit videos so that I can render videos faster so that I can live stream. I actually have two computers for my setup. So I'm not the best person to be like, hey, gaming, strictly gaming, this is your solution. It and also, maybe you're not strictly gaming. I don't know what you're doing with it. It always comes down to what are you doing with your computer that you need to do. If you've got, you know, over 2K to spend, you can get, like, an insane computer. If you're trying to pump out, like, if you're trying to pump out, like, super ultra settings 4K, then, yeah, okay, maybe you do spend, like, over 2K and you get an SLI. Like, you get two graphics cards, you put them together so that the computer can run bonkers crazy good. But if you're, like, in a hypothetical world, I'm just looking to play some games, you could probably get a good enough computer for 1000 1500 maybe a little more. If you want to build it yourself, you can get even a little bit more specs for the same price. Get something that, you know, is... You're probably going to want to spend the most on the graphics card. That's going to be the big, the big, big thing for games. The processor, you're going to want something that can keep up with a lot of the games. Now the processors are like i7. I think they have i9 processors. I'm using an i7 right now. I probably am going to want to get a new computer in the next year or so as well just because I like to crank out top settings on things. But um, I don't necessarily think you need two graphics cards. I think a one graphics card, a good enough, like go higher end on the graphics card, maybe like a 2080 Ti or something. I don't know. If, I don't think you necessarily need a Titan. I think that's probably a little crazy. Because you could play 1440p ultra settings, even not crank it a little lower. Like, I, you don't even want to, a lot of times, especially if you're playing multiplayers, like a lot of stuff I play at least, you don't want to be on all ultra settings because, uh, you know, you just, there's so much detail that you can't even see the enemies that you're looking for. So a lot of times I play on low just so everything's a little simpler to look at and you can spot the enemies a little easier. Except anti-aliasing, I like to keep that one up. Just, you know, a little insight into me. Uh, <laughs> but you keep it at that range, 
you can get, you know, at that point, you really are just trying to crank the FPS as high as possible. And if you have a 100 hertz monitor, then you can't go higher than 100 FPS. Hertz is how many times your screen refreshes. It's the same as FPS, basically, more or less. So, you know, get a good enough monitor to where you can go, I'd say, 140 or higher hertz monitor. And, um, yeah, like, but, like, Acolyte plays in 1080p at 240 hertz. That dude's pretty good. But it just depends what you're trying to do. Like, you're not going to get as cinematic of an experience if you're playing a racing game and want to get, like, driving pedals in a, a thing or... Um, if you're going to be playing a lot of single player games and you just want to be immersed in it and you don't care about like, Oh, <laughs> good comms. Uh, copy that. Copy that. All right, there we go. I hit my hockey on my keyboard. Fun. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it just, it, it, that's why I'm saying like, it, it just kind of depends. You got to figure out, um, where you want to go with it, but hopefully that helps give you some more insight into things to consider while you're figuring it out. It takes time. There's no perfect solution. Nobody can give you a perfect solution for what's um, what's right for you. You kind of got to figure it out and then go with uh, what you want to do. But uh, I'd say make a list of what you're looking to get. Hopefully that helps, man. Uh, but yeah, guys, that was all the questions that we had today. I hugely appreciate you all tuning in, listening in, especially live, hanging out and chat all with each other out here. Um, huge thank you guys for all the uh, resupports. The stars. Uh, let me rapid fire some of the questions from those. Uh, Plaza. Oh, hey, dude. My guy. Just a casual dad gamer that really wants to get some great performance. Thanks, Stone. Hey, that was the guy who asked the question. Bada bing. Uh, yeah, I, I think, man, I don't think you need to go super crazy with it. And then I think, you know, save. If you end up saving a bunch of money on it, and then. You can get some cool stuff later. Oh, the thing I would say is get like a one terabyte solid state drive. I don't think those are too expensive. I'm not 100% sure, but that'll help you load your games super quickly and uh, boot everything up faster. It's just great having a solid state. And then if you like have a bunch of video files or other things you have, just store that on a slower drive that's bigger. You don't need those as, as much, but it is nice having a solid state for stuff. Huge thank you guys for all the resupports as well. Um, got work to do so many games, get some, appreciate AJ, you and X should do an informative podcast together, X is super knowledgeable on uh, PC, uh, he's been on it way longer than me as well, I've picked up, I've picked up some good things over the years, but I'm um, still looking to figure out more as well, uh, but I built my own computer twice, I've rebuilt my computer three times I think now I've had to replace components I'm very very knowledge uh not very knowledgeable but I'm I can I can I can work pretty well in a computer um Nick AJ Brent all of you guys appreciate it what's your favorite genre of game then stone I don't really know man I'm, I've been asked that a lot over the years and I think uh the more I think about it the the question kind of changes or the the idea kind of changes Ross uh, one of my all-time like favorite in the game past past games was like Kingdom Hearts. That's like I have some of the best memories playing that game, but not as much today. You know, like I, I guess genre would really be first-person shooters though, because that's what I probably put the most. Well, no, because I probably put just as much time into like World of Warcraft. So it's kind of could be RPGs, MMORPGs in particular. I much rather prefer online games. 
Maybe if we go as broad as that, online games. How about that? Uh, Brandon, thank you as well. Bobby, loving the late night streams as well. Hell yeah. That was fun. Anyways, thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you for joining me on the discussion today. All the questions. Oh, hold on. We have one more coming in here late. All right. This is the last one. Um, coming in late. How do you feel about Twitch not trying to get contracts with streamers to do people moving to Twitch? Does it hurt the smaller guys? Do you feel it Twitch now trying to get contracts with streamers? People due to people moving to Twitch. How do you feel about Twitch? Sorry, I'm not good at reading. This is another really good fun fact about me. Uh, how do you feel about Twitch now trying to get contracts with streamers? It's also kind of weirdly worded. Um, okay. So Twitch now trying to get contracts with streamers. Are are they? Uh, I, I know I have seen some people switching over. The hard thing is like we don't have all the information of what's going on with everything too. Um, I know I have seen some people switching over to Twitch. I've seen some people switching over to, obviously we had Shroud moving over to uh, Mixer. We had Ninja moving over to Mixer. We have people moving over to Facebook. Like there's movement all over the place. There's partnerships happening. I think it's personally really great for the audience because every time there's a partnership or there is a sponsorship or, you know, these things happening, that's more funding for the streamer to upgrade the setup, to fully commit instead of doing this part-time or like, I can kind of work on this a little bit. It's, hey, now they can dedicate, instead of just looking at this from like, we're gonna work, I'm gonna focus on this for the next three months. Uh, I'm gonna do this for the next six months, one year. You can look at a three-year picture. You can look at a five-year picture. You know, it's kind of hard to actually think what that's going to be because it can be crazy, but, uh, you know, that's pretty awesome. So I think for the viewer, it's awesome. It's also like you get to watch it from a perspective of, uh, you know, like, I, I, th I think I think it's overall good for that. Now, in terms of, let's see, how do you feel he re phrase the question here. How do you feel about Twitch now trying to get contracts with streamers? Nick Merckx, due to people moving to Mixer. There you go. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. I did see that, right? Didn't Nick Merckx, wasn't he on? No. I can't remember that specific case. No, he was with 100 Thieves. That was the switch from, uh, or that was the switch to 100 Thieves to phase, right? Different story, though. Okay, let's continue. Due to people moving to Mixer. Does that hurt the smaller guys? Um, does that hurt the smaller guys? I don't know. I think uh, if you look at it from, like, the perspective of partners on Mixer, Mixer made a change to their platform recently where, you know, anybody used to be able to be featured on the homepage of Mixer, but they changed it. So only partners are allowed to be featured on the homepage of Mixer. Does that hurt the smaller person? Yeah, because they can't just pop up on the homepage of Mixer anymore. 
But does it help the overall platform? Yeah, because now there's going to be more routine people that can kind of build a name and there's going to be like, uh, you know, it's like if you go to uh, if you go there, you know, there's going to be really consistent, good content from these people like and there'll be more regular names. So maybe it helps the overall platform. So maybe the overall entire platform grows bigger. And now there's more people there that also go check out the smaller guys too. And maybe there's, it depends what you call a smaller guy. If a smaller guy is one of the partners, a smaller partner could get a lot of exposure and become a much bigger person than that. So I think it's hard because there's so many different sides to something like that. Uh, Twitch just signed a contract with Nick Merckx to stay on Twitch. It is very recent. Okay. Well, if that's true, then that's super, uh, I mean... Hmm. I mean, obviously they're spending money on that rather than, uh, you know, just doing more free subs, for example. Opportunity cost of spending the money. But, again, I think it's the same thing in the flipped sense. You keep these names on Twitch, you keep more people actually going to the platform. If everybody leaves the platform and now there's nobody even going there anymore in the first place, then that kind of hurts the overall... entire thing um so i think it's i think it might be too i don't know but i know nick Merckx also does cool things like at least in the past he was doing like community tournaments where people could come and compete in his tournament and uh for Fortnite, and that was a cool way to you know show off a, a lot of really other great talent so I'm not 100% sure. And I think that's what everybody's figuring out right now is like it is going from the direction of, you know, just everybody out there doing their own thing to now there are some other platforms in play. There are more, there's more money that's going into being invested in the actual creators. But I think at least overall, it's great for the overall industry because it just elevates everything else. It also helps the, uh, I think, the overall audience and the people that are viewing it because it's more, con- at least hopefully, better content, more content. People then can bring on editors. I think overall there'll be, be more jobs in the space. Even if you look at it in the, in the recent years, there's people that are working on marketing firms for the content uh, or, you know, even like people that work at, you know, because of these partnerships that are happening, there's more people that are even working at Twitch, partner managers at Mixer, at Facebook, or uh, partner managers for brands that are working for, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Any of the companies that are sponsoring people have are having to hire more people to then manage all of these relationships. So it's, it's kind of cool to have even people working in the industry and in a lot of ways, there's a lot of small streamers that are also the ones who are taking on and doing some of those jobs as well. So I think it's pretty cool overall, and um, that's kind of my that's kind of my thoughts on it. For accepting the late question, yeah, I appreciate it. Great topic. Listen, I'm gonna end it there though, guys. Thank you so much all for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. Of course, I'm going to be live every single day over on Facebook. So if you guys want to hear more, chat more, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you do enjoy it, go give it some love, some ratings. Um, They are up on Facebook. 
out publicly now. Of course, they're on my iTunes, they're on my Spotify, everywhere. You can find the links in all my streams as well as everything on stonemount64.com as always. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching. We'll be back with another episode and of course, plenty more content for this one. Stonemount64, over and out.